The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. God is calling a people that will obey His voice. He is calling you into a place of power. The prophets in the Bible spoke by direct revelation from God. That's where God is bringing the church right now, to a place where many will say, Thus saith the Lord. God is going to release such prophetic words that the world will be astounded. Even non-believers are going to listen. God's voice brings revelation protection. And when we hear the voice of God, we are no longer in a vulnerable state where the enemy can strike. God wants you to have revelation power and clearly discern his voice. The title of today's lesson is intimacy is power. Today, we're going to talk about how you can hear the voice of God and what you must do to allow this to happen. In the Old Testament, God spoke to the children of Israel. Exodus, the 19th chapter, shows us a glorious event. It is historic. Come with me, if you will. Let's visit Mount Sinai. Here, the children of Israel were gathered together at Mount Sinai. Listen, there's a sounding of a trumpet. The volume is so great, it is resounding across the terrain. As God's overwhelming power is revealed, the people are terrified. They're awestruck. Now, let's read just a little bit of this. Exodus 16 to 19. On the morning of the third day, thunder roared and lightning flashed, and a dense cloud came down on the mountain. There was a long, loud blast of a ram's horn, and all the people trembled. Moses led them out from the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. All of Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord had descended on it in the form of fire. Smoke billowed in the sky like smoke from a brick oven. And the whole mountain shook violently as the blast of the ram's horn grew louder and louder. Moses spoke and God thundered his reply. Out of the midst of the fire came the voice of God. The people were so afraid. Even Moses was trembling. Whenever God speaks, he acts simultaneously. They heard the audible voice of Almighty God. God spoke so that the children of Israel would know that he was there. So that the children of Israel would know that he was the only God and there was no other God. And he wanted them to know his power, his majesty. He wanted the children of Israel to obey him and have reverence for him. He wanted a reputation, not only as a God that visits his people, but more importantly, 
He wanted it to be known that he is a God who speaks to his people. He is the same today. He wants you to know today that he wants to speak directly to you about your circumstances. He wants to direct our path and for all of us to hear a voice behind our ear. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Isaiah 30 and 21. We're talking today about intimacy with God that brings power. God wants to reveal himself. He wants to guide you in the midst of the pandemic. He is with you. He has neither left you nor forsaken you. Hearing the voice of God. This has saved me time and time again. The children of Israel had to go to a particular place to meet God. Often they would carry the Ark of the Covenant with them so that they would have the presence of God near them. But now there was a shift in the New Testament. God established a new covenant for us. Second Corinthians six sixteen. For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them. I will walk in them. I will live in them. I'll be their God and they will be my people. I'm paraphrasing, if you will. When you enter a place, the Ark of the Covenant enters. Now we have Christ who lives in us, a more powerful relationship. You have direct access to God. The pandemic crisis brings a shaking. Anything that can be shaken, it will be shaken. But today, I have good news. The Bible even tells us about the shaking and what it will do. And in one intimate relationship with God, a one-on-one relationship you will not be shaken. Paul said this in Hebrews twelve eighteen. You have not come to a physical mountain, to a place of faming fire, darkness, gloom, and whirlwind, as the Israelites did on Mount Sinai. For they heard an awesome trumpet blast and a voice so terrible that they begged God to stop speaking. They staggered back and forth under God's command. Even an animal, if it touched the mountain, it would be stoned to death. Moses himself was frightened at the sight that he said, I am terrified and trembling. No, you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the countless thousands of angels in a joyful gathering. You have come to the assembly of God's firstborn children. You've come to the assembly of God's firstborn children whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God himself, who is the righteous judge. Oh, my goodness. He has made you perfect. He is maturing us to perfection. You have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people to the sprinkling of the blood, which speaks of forgiveness instead of crying out for vengeance like the blood of Abel. Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking for the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger. We will clearly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and moved so that only uh, what is unshakable will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, 
Let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. For God is a devouring fire. God wants us to have an intimate relationship with him so that we hear his voice and he guides us. Isaiah 30 and 21, wherever you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. You must hear the voice of God and obey it. When my husband and I were raising our sons, he would tell them when they were in elementary school and they would come home and maybe there was a little girl that they were fond of and showed some interest in and he'd say, son, save the girls for high school. Then when they were in high school, he would advise them, son, save the girls for college. I remember when one of our sons was applying for colleges and my husband was sitting with him, helping him. And he said to him, he said, son, save the dating for grad school. Girls aren't going anywhere. They'll be there. Once you get your education and your career and you can take care of a wife and have a family, that's when you have time to pay attention to girls. Right now, stay in the book, son. The voice of the father is there to save us to prevent us from making mistakes in life. His voice was behind their ear saying, this is the way, son, walk in this way. And when they listened, their way went well. And he was pleased with his sons. The children of Israel were there at Mount Sinai, trembling at the voice of the Almighty. They could not approach him any further. You, child of God, are under the new covenant. You can come to him boldly because of his promise. Hebrews four sixteen. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I would say this is a time of need. The Israelites carried the Ark of the Covenant with them to have the presence of God with them. But you under the new covenant have the spirit of the living God living in you. You have the ability to hear the voice of God from within. Let's not stop listening for hearing. We must obey the word of God. Let nothing stop you. Hebrews 12 and 25. Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking for the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger. We will not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. Jesus heard the voice of God and he obeyed it. Elijah heard the voice of God. Jeremiah heard the voice of God. And so did Isaiah. Now you have that same awesome opportunity. So let's step now into another dimension. Like the Israelites went to Mount Sinai to meet God, We must go to the summit, Mount Zion, a high place where we meet God. There are two major principles that we must never forget in learning to hear the voice of God. We must be obedient to the word of God. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears hear the voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. You must hear the voice of God and obey it. In a marriage, both a husband and a wife speak to one another. They share. Not just one of them speaks, but they both speak. If just one does all the talking, it isn't an intimate relationship. God wants us to come into a place of intimacy with him, to have an intimate relationship. In your Bible, time with God, listen 
and allow God to speak. As you read the word of God, God is going to give you revelation. The earth was formless and void of waste and emptiness, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The ocean, the waters covered the earth. The Spirit of the Lord was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters, Genesis 1 and 2. The audible voice of God had not yet spoken. Because you do not hear his voice, it doesn't mean that he isn't there. It does not mean that he isn't taking action. God does not need words to speak. The Bible says, deep calleth unto deep. God will deposit into your spirit what he wants you to know when you don't hear his audible voice. I was praying one day down on my knees and just worshiping and praying and seeking God. At the end of my prayer time, I came out of my room and my son was in the living room and he was headed on his way out to work. And I stopped him and I began to talk with him. And I said, son, I said, now, as you're working for this new company, I began to give him revelation about the privacy that the company would want and what his boss was looking for from him. And it was just rolling off my tongue, just coming out of my spirit. And I spoke to him that the company had competitors and he needed to be very careful that some people that he knew, he might not know their competitors, but either they were or they would be competitors. And so I said, be very private because your boss is aware of these competitors and the competition in his field. He said, how do you know that, mother? I said, I don't know it, son. I said, this is what the Lord is giving me. Just as I come out of prayer and I, I saw your face and this is what he's speaking to you. He came back to let me know you're absolutely right. And he told me some things that his boss had said to him. So he met with great success with his company. Remember, I didn't hear an audible word. I didn't even hear an internal voice. When I sat in silence after I had prayed for a few minutes, God had an opportunity to impart wisdom and knowledge to me in the midst of that prayer time. When we listen and stop and allow the voice of God to speak even in the silence. Because remember, we need words to speak to one another. God does not need words to speak to us. Many people say they want to serve God, but their likes and their dislikes create a barrier between him. Our likes and our dislikes have nothing to do with serving God. The most important principle in hearing the voice of God is obedience. What does obedience look like right now in your life? Obedience must be the number one priority in the Christian likes. No one keeps talking to someone who isn't listening. Jesus said, I only do what I see the father doing. He was obedient. And he also stated, the words I speak are not my own, but the father who sent me. Jesus had the greatest prayer life of anyone in the Bible. His track record in the Bible has never been outnumbered. No one in the whole entire Bible had the track record of prayer that Jesus had. Jesus spent time with the Father and he could discern his voice. The more we are obedient to the voice of God, the sharper and clearer we can discern his voice. When we refuse to do what God is telling us to do, when we refuse to walk in the light of the word of God, the voice of God becomes dull. And then I hear people saying, I don't hear anything from God. 
then I know that that person and I need to have a conversation about obedience. Because when we are obedient, God speaks clearly and we can discern his voice. Whoever listens to the Lord hears his voice and they can discern the voice of God. When we walk in obedience, we walk in the fear of the Lord. We must walk by the word of God. Be obedient to the word of God because whatever God speaks to you, it will always line up with the word of the Bible. God is not going to tell you anything to do or say that is contrary to the word of God. It will always line up with the word of God. When you're not sure if what you are hearing is from God, check with his word. He says, my words are spirit and they are life. He will guide you. He said, I will guide you with my eye. What is he saying? He's saying, I will guide you with my wisdom. That's how I will guide you. And when God guides you, you will never make a mistake. God told Joshua, he said, Joshua, meditate on the word day and night. For if you do, Joshua, you will succeed in all that you do. Because Joshua was obedient, he could hear the voice of God. But Joshua obeyed the voice of God quickly. When you hear the voice of God, when you know that it's something that God wants you to do that's right, do that. The Bible says that even to withhold, when you owe someone something and you have it to give, to withhold it, God sees it as sin. We never withhold from someone what is rightfully theirs according to the word of God. What does obedience, child of God, look like in your life today? If each of us look at our lives and we determine, I am going to be obedient to the word. You're not only saying I'm going to be obedient to the written word of God, but you are also saying I am going to be obedient to Jesus Christ. And when you do, I promise you, you will begin to hear the voice of God in your inner ear. And at some point, you will hear the audible voice of God as long as you meditate in his word, as long as you allow yourself to be guided by his spirit. I will guide you with my eye. Let those words begin to resonate in your heart. I will guide you with my eye. He is going to guide you with his wisdom through this pandemic. And he will not forsake you. He will not leave you. He said, depth, nor height, nor principality, nothing separates you from the love of God. By the love of God, he will speak to you in your inner ear. Remember that you are the Ark of the Covenant. So instead of carrying the Ark of the Covenant around on our backs to have the presence of God, it now lives within us. And wherever you show up, whenever you enter that place, the Ark of the Covenant just entered. The presence of God has now entered. And I am telling you, he will lead you and he will guide you. But what does obedience look like right where you are standing? And so I pose this question to you today. What does God want from you? Because whenever you give God what he wants... God is always going to give you what you want. 
So if you're after something from God today, then that's my question. What does obedience look like in your life? What does God want from you? If any of us sit for a moment in silence, you know, recently I said to someone, what does God want from you? And that person wasn't sure. I said, well, I'm going to give you time to think about that. And then we'll talk again, because whenever you stop and you take that time to be quiet and spend time in the word of God, he is going to reveal to you what he wants from you. Does he want you to spend more time in the word? Is there an addiction in your life that God is calling you to give up? Is there something in your life that is unlike God? Then that's what he's calling for you to do. Give God what he wants, and he's going to give you what you want. He said he would not withhold any good thing from those that walk upright. He's not a God that's far off. He's not trying to be unreachable and unaccessible. He's put his presence within us. That's how close he is. His presence lies within us. And when we spend time in his word, when we spend time worshiping him and spending time in prayer, That's when he can guide us. That's when our emotions, they do not overrule the voice of God. His voice will be louder. His voice will be clearer and you will discern the voice of God. Your ear will become attuned to the voice of God. He said the sheep know the shepherd's voice. God is calling a people that will obey his voice. He's raising the church up to a new level of understanding. He is going to release such revelation in the church in the coming days. In the midst of the pandemic, God's presence is rising up and leading his people, saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. You don't need to be shaken. I am not here to shake the church. I am here to shake the world. The church is supposed to be unshakable. You have the presence of God within you. You are anchored to a sure force. You are anchored to the almighty. You are not being shaken. You are stabilized. You are anchored by the presence of God. You have eternal life and the chief cornerstone is there. The chief cornerstone in your life creates the stability of all that surrounds it. He is the chief cornerstone. God is not trying to to shake the church. The church is to be unshakable. God is shaking everything else around it. God wants you to make that new commitment today. What does he want from you, child of God? I pose that question again. Think about that for a moment. And after you hear this message, go to the Lord in prayer. And whatever it is that he wants from you, make that commitment. Lord, I am going to give you what you want from me. I have turned away and went astray, but I am coming back to you today and I am come to a place of surrender. I will not be shaken. I am anchored to the one that is infallible, unshakable, immutable, and I am giving my life back to you. I'm not going to walk in my own way. I'm not going to do my own thing anymore. I'm going to listen to your voice. I'm going to be obedient to your word. Having an intimate relationship like that with God is going to put you in a position of 
hour. Then you're going to call and he's going to answer. You're going to call and he's going to say, here I am. That's what God does when you have that intimate relationship where you go to him in prayer. And when you pray, you take time in silence to listen and give him the opportunity to speak. If you hear nothing, I promise you, he has spoken because deep calleth unto deep. And he has placed in your inner ear his voice. And as you grow in that relationship, your ear will be attuned to the master's voice. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.